Yeah, if you uh, haven't noticed, it's kind of raining hard. And they say, by, by the way, Bergman, did, they canceled the soccer game tomorrow at the Rose Bowl, They right? did. They did. It's, you got to think there's 80,000 people that are going to be in there. It's going to be the most attended uh, MLS game ever. And if there's thunder and lightning All nearby, right. you cannot do it. Yeah, now... Let me compliment the people, the organizers of that event for doing what they did, because most guys wouldn't do it. They'd say, oh, we've got all these ticket sales. We have 80,000 people. We can't cancel this. There's too much money at stake. No one wants to sit in the rain for three hours, and no one wants to drive in this rain and risk getting in an accident. Whichever person from the MLS came up with that idea, good for you. I think it's really smart to postpone And no one wants to play in it either. Right. Yeah, it just makes perfect sense. So that if you have tickets for that game tomorrow, hang on to them. They'll announce a later date, but they're not playing tomorrow. So would would you think the NFL would have canceled that game? If no. it was an NFL game? No. Because the, there's <laughs> no. baseball the for NFL, sure. They can't the play NFL with the NFL stops at nothing. Um, <laughs> matter of fact, I think the last time the NFL canceled games was, well, other than COVID, was 9-11. Well, I, I mean, they stopped the game with DeMar Hamlin. Right. But... but not for it, weather? It, no. Oh, for weather? Yeah. Oh, I mean, there could be a, like an asteroid shower going on in the middle of a the game. They're going to play around the asteroids. Um, all right, so <laughs> let's let's talk about baseball. Bergman showed me a video right for the, you know, they've started playing spring training games. In case you haven't heard, there are a bunch of changes coming to Major League Baseball. Um, this year, the league will be implementing shift bans. You can't shift anymore. They're putting in larger bases to increase steals and base running. But here's the one. The pitch clock is quick. Mm -hmm. So, Greg, basically the one you showed me is when the pitcher gets the ball, they start the clock, right? Right. 15 seconds with nobody on base. And as soon as the pitcher releases the ball and it hits the catcher's mitt, they start the clock again. So baseball is going to move. And when it moves, it's going to be... Uh, guys get on base, there's bigger bases, so they're going to be more inclined to steal. There's going to be, I think offense is going to go up. Pete Baseball, feels like, I'm thinking about Mason. Mason is a rugged traditionalist. He didn't even want night games. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, He was like, Wrigley Field should not have lights. Um, but I like all these changes. What do you think? I like it. I mean, first of all, that demo that is, as you said, rugged traditionalist. Yeah. Respectfully, that is a dying demo. Yeah. Literally. I mean, like, you're talking about a demo that's going to age out. You need to be looking more towards the future. We are a short attention span society. Baseball, I don't even mean this as a criticism. It is a slow-moving game. That is the nature of baseball. It's still going to be slower compared to most sports, it, but it you can't have it feel too slow like the reality is baseball probably moves at a pace quicker than football because you know football has a ton of stoppage if you've ever gone to an nfl game that thing moves like at a crawl without the tv and without different camera angles and cuts and stuff. you know how long the average nfl play lasts like 10 seconds five seconds yeah Yeah, six seconds but football feels quicker the feel is what matters I, I like because everybody's moving all the time. I don't mind the shift just because I think it's an interesting strategy. That said, I don't mind them getting rid of it. Everything else, go for it. Love it. Yeah, this pitch clock is going to be, I think, hard to get used to. Matter of fact, Manny Machado on uh, this morning had a mm-hmm. game, and he was he wouldn't get in the box, so the umpire just called a strike on him. He says, when he started, is it bad? He was zero and one. And they asked Machado about it afterwards, and he said, um, some of us older players, we don't like change too much. We earn the right to be who we are, so we're going to have to make adjustments. MLB is going to have to be the ones to make adjustments if these things don't work. If they do that, I think everybody will be okay. But they have to be lenient and tweak some things. So maybe they move the pitch clock to 20 seconds if yeah. this is too fast. I mean, look, if it, Or maybe it, they make the bases a little bit smaller than these giant pizza boxes they're putting out there. I mean, look, it, you don't want it to be so rushed that it throws guys off their rhythm to the point where they can't generate the offense that you did all this to manufacture in the first place. That being said, Manny Machado's a red ass. That dude's always yep. upset about something. And, you know, there are going to be batters thrown off. His, like, remember when Nomar played? Nomar could not have done it with it. Like every single at every single strike that went through every single new pitch, you have to step out of the box, readjust his gloves, like go through the whole rigmarole. Like there are definitely going to be batters 
who are thrown off by it being quicker. But as long as it's not so quick that it's silly, I think the end product will be better. I do too. Bergman, you're okay with all these changes, right? Yeah, I think 15 seconds is going to be just a little bit too short. I just, you think I, they I bump it up to 20 after a few games? Yeah, right now it's 20 if you have somebody on base, okay. but it's 15 if there's nobody on base. So this, yeah, I think it's going to all it's going to move around a little bit. Maybe it's 18 seconds, whatever it happens to be. But 15 is just it seems like it's going to be too fast. Okay, but um, everything else I like. I like all. The, I like the bigger bases. I like the uh, getting rid of the shift. I love all of that stuff. Um. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is out of the hole. Yes. Raiders. And, yeah. So the Raiders need a quarterback, and their quarterback, Derek Carr, is out there shopping. So a lot of people think Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. And this week, Diana Rossini at ESPN said something that makes me think maybe someone else is going to the Jets. Here's Diana talking about Derek Carr's visit to Jets camp earlier this week. Well, Derek Carr is certainly in the driver's seat here in the situation. You just mentioned some of the teams that are interested in him. And in terms of that visit with the New York Jets, I heard it went really well from both sides. And in terms of what New York was trying to sell him, because let's face it, that's what they're doing at this point. They were pretty clear with him. They, they told him he's a great quarterback. They believe that he's got a legit surrounding Castle players, they went through the top D, the strong young skill guys, the explosive run game. They ran through top to bottom of why Derek Carr can step in here and take this team not just to the playoffs, but to the Super Bowl. And they made it really personal, too. They said, we believe if you come to New York and win, you could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. So they went full in on Derek Carr here to let him know they really <laughs> want him to play for the New York Jets. Yeah, that sounds fantastic, Teddy. I mean, if you're Gary- oh my god! All right, <laughs> that is aggressive. Yeah, first of all, you, the Jets. The Jets have. I don't think the Jets have had a first ballot Hall of Famer since Joe Namath. I was just thinking that. When is the last one they've had? Yeah. Um, Bergman, if you're Derek Carr, where do you go? I think you go to the place that just pretends to think that you're going to be in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Of course you go to the Jets. Why not? Uh, I mean, how much how much more can you sell somebody on? The Panthers aren't going to sell you on that. Yeah, I don't agree that if Derek Saints. Carr goes to the Jets, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He doesn't. He, but, he has like two t- uh, winning seasons in his career. It's been or something four like that. Pro Bowls and one season he was third in MVP voting. Yeah, <laughs> but I think there are better spots for him. Let me throw a few of them out there. What if he went to Pittsburgh? I think they like Kenny Pickett. Don't well, they? but yeah, but then Kenny Pickett could just develop behind him for a few years. He'd have a really good coach, right? I mean, he, that's Tom, okay. What he's about really good? What about New Orleans? New Orleans. I mean, there. It seems like there's a pretty public flirting going on between yeah. them. But that All went right. away. That flirting went with New Orleans went away a while ago. He went there a couple times, and now we haven't heard a thing since. It doesn't seem like that's a spot for him. Well, I think in part because there was the will they won't they specifically with a trade, and it seemed like Carr did not want to get traded. So I, I think that was part of it. Is I think he wanted the ability to just choose this outright mm-hmm. as opposed to getting traded. I, I may be wrong, but that's the impression I got. Um, if the Giants don't re-sign Daniel Jones, isn't that a better spot than the Jets for Derek Carr? Aren't the Giants better? Uh, depends on whether or not Saquon Barkley's back. Like I think I think he's a free agent coming up. Like they have to make some they have to make some type of financial choice. Right. I think both with him and Daniel Jones. By the way, I believe the last Jets Hall of Famer was Curtis Martin. Um Joe Klecko got in this year. Joe Klecko, okay. Just this year. Like right. they just told him, but he had been up for it for several years. So basically it's Curtis Martin, Klecko, Joe Namath. Car. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that's the succession. It's, it's Curtis Martin, Klecko. Curtis Martin, by the way, gave an incredible speech. I still remember. Oh, that really? I didn't. I. It was amazing. I'm surprised. If you would have asked me, is Curtis Martin in the Hall of Fame? I would have said no. Curtis um, Martin's in the Hall of Fame. He was really he was good. Really yeah. good. Curtis and Martin was. Just eluded me. Um, all right. So, what do the Raiders do after Carr leaves? Let's say Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, Greg. Yep. What do the Raiders do? 
stick with Jared Stidham and go after Caleb Williams. Just have a bad year. Have and a bad year. Waste the year of Devontae Adams, which sucks. Yeah, but you don't want Jimmy G? No. I mean, I, eh, I mean, I would take Jimmy G, but I, I feel like you're going to stick where you are. Jimmy G and Derek Carr in, this, in the same system are going to be pretty similar. You're looking at... Eight, nine and eight, eight and nine, another type of that type of year. I no, I would go, I would tank and go after the dude that's going to make you a st- have a really really good team in Caleb. If you're going to tank that hard, do you want to try to trade Devonte Adams and and get to. more young pieces to sure. eventually go with Caleb Williams? Except you want Devonte there when Caleb gets right. there, Next right? Year. But it could take a couple. It could take a couple years for Caleb Williams to really become like a franchise quarterback. Usually, these guys need a couple seasons or so. So by the time that happens, Devontae Adams could start being aging out by then. Patrick Mahomes was pretty good as soon as he kind of took over the starting job. Right, but he might end up like the best quarterback ever. Like, I don't well, know yeah, that's a but great like, example. I mean, we talk about how Caleb Williams looks a lot like Patrick Mahomes and how he has that same type of escapability, the, all the things looks that he brings. like is a lot different than 100, actually 100%. Is. And, but and we can see Mahomes, what he can do. I believe, wasn't Mahomes a couple years behind Alex Smith or something like that? Um, no, it was one come. year, and then he, I think he yeah, took he over midseason. Behind, he, he sat behind. No, no, it was after that because remember Alex Smith led him to like a twelve and four record, and they went to the playoffs and and lost. And then Mahomes came in the next year and took over. But they knew what they had. He was killing it in practice, and and they they were very high on Mahomes. There's a couple of guys out there that the Rams should go get, and I mean now. We'll tell you who they are coming up next. Mason in Ireland, Andy in for May, CSPN LA. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. <laughs> Didn't we put this in on one of Mason's drops, and every time he thought he was playing like a tough guy drop, this came up? Yeah, that was... I, I think that was prior to me being here. Yeah, that, was very, that would yeah. be very, was funny. very funny. I think I would remember that. Yeah, and then we kept moving it around. So like every every time he would, he would think he was like playing this... It would actually start going. It's raining. We men. should do that again. Yeah, yeah. start Wha- just just moving around randomly, like on Jeopardy, the uh, Daily Double. So it, it'll be on his board somewhere every time he'll do it, and he'll he'll. It was funny. He'll try and play. Oh my god! But it'll be it's raining men. Yeah. yeah instead, it was yeah raining men. Um, oh, here's something I. Yeah, I didn't get to before, um, and I teased it, so I want to pay this off, Andy. Uh, Bronny James has had a, a very good year of high school basketball, yeah. and he has moved up the draft board. Um, he now is projected to be a top 10 pick in the 2024 draft. Yeah. All right, so not this year, but next year. Um, LeBron has an opt-out in 2024. The Lakers do not have a first-round draft pick in 2024. They've traded most of them mostly to get AD. Um, if you're the Lakers and you're looking at the long game, do you start maneuvering behind the scenes to get into the first round in 2024 basically as LeBron insurance? Because if Bronny gets drafted by someone else and LeBron opts out and leaves, you'll lose LeBron for nothing. How good do you think Bronny really is? You have to be doing this for Brawny first, not LeBron first. If you're doing it for Brawny first, that's if you're doing it for LeBron first, that's the wrong reason. I disagree, and here's why. Every player that goes in the draft, unless you're like the number one pick, is a crapshoot. There's a decent chance Brawny will be great 
and there's a decent chance he'll be a bust. Both. It's like a coin flip. Sure. Um, but we know LeBron is great. But we know he's also going to be 40 by then. We also know that but, there we're seeing the signs of age and attrition. Right. And the Lakers are a team without much in terms of assets. Mm-hmm. You can't give up an asset to extend a relationship with a 40-year-old player. You just can't do Even that. Even if that's, it's the best 40-year-old player ever. It, I don't care. It's a, it, That's bad management. You have to believe in Brawny in some way. If you don't believe in Brawny... What if you believe that he's as much of a risk as any other player in that spot? Do you think that he is, at minimum, a legit rotation player, like a high-end rotation player, somewhere between high-end rotation player and all-star, like Lamar Odom? Probably not right away, but possibly. If you got to feel really confident about doing that, because otherwise... We already see that it is becoming increasingly tricky and sometimes even impractical to have a team built around somebody of LeBron's age and that mileage. I'm not saying he's still he's still great, not denying that, but it's becoming harder to do. You can't give up assets to first of all, for the opportunity to draft Bronny. You may not even get Bronny. Right. It's just the opportunity. I think what it would do, what it would be, it would be something along the lines of like, for example, they just got they just traded for three second round picks. Right. You go to a middle of the road team and you say, Hey, can I give you three number two picks for your number one in twenty four? And I, I would think for three number two picks, not, if, if you're gonna be that, a top ten pick, no. No, no. You, you just said look you whoa. Okay, so we have a bunch of iPhones in this room. <laughs> Everybody's phone's going off. And everyone's Mine phones isn't. are going off at the same time. What does that say about my phone that it's not doing this? Uh, that you're going to die in a weather catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's got to be what this is, right, Jorge? They- yeah, it says National Weather Service, a flush flood warning. Is By the way, Jorge just, just forwarded me a tweet that somebody said, yeah. this may be another reason why they moved that soccer game on Saturday. If you're just joining us and you have tickets to go see LAFC and the Galaxy play on Saturday. Don't go. It's it's been postponed. Yeah, it's been postponed. And one of the reasons why is uh, Jorge just sent me a tweet. Just spoke to someone who works at the Rose Bowl, who told us the the entire field is underwater. He described any potential game as having to be played in a kiddie pool. So that's another reason why it's it's a really smart move to postpone. We are this not going to be walking our dogs till like Tuesday. Yeah, and I got the alert. Are, I got the alert. I'm not going to die. <laughs> uh, the and and by the way, uh, the dogs that got walked like four times a day during the pandemic. This is their this oh, is their vacation. My, now. Oh my god, our dogs loved the pandemic. Right, that was every the dog, thing ever. every dog would like again. You're taking me for another one, um, Greg. Do you? I think I would try and get into get a first round pick in 2024 just to cover my bases to see if Bronny's on the board and it's a matter of me keeping LeBron I'd take him I think they're two separate things I would definitely try and get a first round pick on the board but I don't know if going after Bronny for LeBron is the right mood but why but if you're going to lose LeBron for nothing why isn't it well, because I mean, how much time are you going to have with LeBron after all of this? You're, and then you're, and then you have Bronny, yeah, like who we don't know. You plan to do this thing with right. LeBron? Well, because not, if you bring in Bronny, you're you're doing that whole world all over again, right? Well, do you want that whole world? As, to continue? Maybe LeBron only wants to play one year, so but, you're going. But then Bronny up, will do that. Right, you're right. going to give up all that for one. What am more I giving year up? I'm giving up three second round picks. I don't. You're not going to get a top ten pick for three. Seconds. Well, I'm not saying a top ten pick. I'm saying you call. You said that he's projected as a top ten pick. Right, so you but, have to be able to get. No, a well, top you need 10 you pick. need some luck. So what you what you do is you call a team that's middle of the road, okay? That is that values draft picks. Right. There's a, like Oklahoma City. They've got like so many draft picks. They don't know what to do with them. But for whatever reason, they want to corner the market on first and second round. But picks. then they would value the first round pick. They're giving up more than the three but seconds they, you're giving. No, no, because they have like five of them. But but again, why would they want then the seconds? Because more players. It's more. It's more. It's more. This makes darts no, what at the you're dart proposing board. makes no sense. If why it, would you give up the more valuable pick if your team that covets okay. picks? Why are you giving up the more valuable one for three less valuable ones? Because way less valuable. Well, because I think if you study the draft, and I have, I have as well, that once you get past even the first pick, I could give you a list of number two overall picks in this league who are busts and who are not good. If you get past, we'll, we'll, to make it fair, we'll say if you get past the top three picks, so we're not talking about a top three pick. Anything would be top three protected anyway. But so anything other than the top three pick, 
Andy, it is a roll of the dice. Uh, Giannis was taken 15th. Sure. All right. But it's still a lottery pick, though. Like Draymond like, Green was taken 35th. You know, uh, if what Draymond, you want, though, is a. I mean, I don't want to go too far down like the semantic rabbit hole of this, right? But like, some of this is how you're defining it. Like, there are some guys who were picked six that didn't end up superstars, but they're good players. Damien Lillard. Yeah. Well, no, he, six. Is a, he is a superstar. Hall he, of Famer. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, the, there is a lot of most really great players come from 10 or above. Most of them, you get you get your best odds of a great right. player. But I'm even not, if it's a crapshoot. I'm not talking about necessarily trying to get it into the lottery. I'm talking about. But you said that Brawny is projected I know, top ten. I know, but here's what you need: you need some luck. So you get, I don't know. You make you make a trade with a team that's right, and make a trade with Utah, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, a team that's got an abundance of picks. They wouldn't even be giving you their best first round pick they would just be giving you a first round pick and in return you give them three second round picks that are going you know they want more bites at the apple is what those those teams do they want cost-controlled guys but they also want better shots at the apple they want better bites um some do i mean i've talked to a lot of gms about this they feel that because you're it's a crapshoot like you look at the lakers this year okay Austin Reeves was undrafted. Max Christie, who they really like, second-round pick. Sure. Um, you can get guys that way. Um, but you have to be in the game. So what I'm saying is maybe you attach somebody else to it. Maybe you attach – like, for example, um, I like Lonnie Walker a lot. I think he's an athletic player that, yeah. that can help the Lakers a lot. But if he wasn't seeing time, he would probably go to them like Thomas Bryant did. Said, "Hey, send me someplace where I'm going to play." That could be something you you attach to the package. Um, it it. I just don't think that's if you really don't believe in Bronny as a player. If you're but really I didn't doing say that. This, I didn't say I didn't believe in him. I think he's as much of a risk as anybody else. I think that is an awful lot to try to extend a relationship maybe one year with LeBron. Like, at some point, you've got to be building towards something. Like, you have to actually be building something that's sustainable. If you look at most successful teams, they try to build with sustainability. Right, but you'd be – think about it. If you had Bronny, you'd be taking an 18-year-old that is obviously pretty good if he's going in the top 10. Like, yeah, if you Doesn't that meet – work towards your goal if you believe in him like yeah before it sounded like it was more about lebron not Bronny. to me it has to be more about Bronny than lebron if it's more about Bronny than lebron that's justifiable if it's more about lebron than Bronny, i think that's a terrible plan totally agree yeah i think it actually you have to look at the whole board i mean it'd be about both wouldn't it i i am much less if lebron cons- comes to you and he says hey i i I'm, I'm going to go play with my son. It's been a dream of mine for a long time, so I'm going to opt out of my deal. But if you can find a way to get him, I'll re-sign with you. Depends on what I have to give up to get him. Right. Like, I mean, I'm but not— But I, I would look into especially it. Especially—and it, it has to do with what I feel about Bronny as a player because he's going to be on your team for, like, the next three or four years, and you will have given up a lot to get him. And yeah. You're not only giving up a lot to get him, you're also giving up a lot of the control of the entire organization like it's been for the last— you know, how long has LeBron been here? Five years now? So that's the control is, is very much a clutch LeBron situation that's happening here. So if you bring in Bronny, that control and Maverick Carter and a whole deal, right. that's all still sticking here. I Don't you think that a lot will depend on what happens to the Lakers between now and then? For example, if LeBron, if, like, if they go on a run this year, like we were talking about at the start of the show, and they make a deep run, they, they, they hit lightning in a bottle with these trades they've made, they get a good matchup in the playoffs. They make it to the Western Conference Finals or farther. Um, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, we've got to try and keep LeBron at all costs. He's still playing at an elite level. But if they flame out and don't make the playoffs at all, then I think I come around to your side. Well, but here's this. the thing, though. It still has to make sense as a team because otherwise if you're giving up pieces to bring in Brawny and you don't really believe in Brawny as much as a player, it's more about LeBron, you might actually be taking a step backwards as a team and not become as yeah, good Yeah, I accept your of- premise that you have to believe in Bronny, but I think the difference is that I've always felt, because you and I have had this conversation a lot of times, I've always felt like you value draft picks more than I do. I, I value um, having assets and team-building options more than you do. It's right. not about it's not about the player 
necessarily. But you're making it about the player because you're saying it, you've got to feel good about Bronny. Well, if and I, I just think draft if you're going to take a guy, if you're going to take a guy tenth overall, mm-hmm. and and in the process give up assets to take him tenth overall, you have to believe in him as a player. I you think just have to. I think if we went back and looked at the last ten. Tenth overall picks, but then you're that actually, they would be. You'd be surprised at how bad I they wouldn't. Were. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I guarantee I could go through the entire draft with yeah. you with the top ten picks. I wouldn't be surprised by anything. I'm saying I think you're being too short sighted about the value of LeBron in his forties, right? And and the effect he can let's ha- well and and by the way, we we don't have to do this today. We uh, like uh, it, we can wait and see what LeBron looks like in a year before we do this. We're going to get the opportunity. Yeah, and 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 these two playoff runs are going to be important. I mean, one of the reasons you go out and basically hand your franchise over to LeBron is because more than any other player, maybe in NBA history, LeBron equals trips to the finals. He's been eleven times. Yeah, right? I think maybe Kareem went close to that or Jordan maybe but I think Jordan went oh he's been way more than Jordan yeah I think Bill Russell would probably be the only other guy that's that that has gone to the finals as much as he has so um it's all it's all kind of tied together okay uh coming up next I'll I'll get to those two Ram players I think the Rams should go out literally and get today I don't think they should wait I think they should make a move and go move on these guys today also coming up uh what's up fool coming at uh well about 20 minutes and game of games today it's my game um and bergman's running away with the month so uh we need somebody to get in there and trip him up anybody but you bergman that's the theme of my game um mason and ireland espn la now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For uh, those of you who aren't old enough, Google Millie Vanilli. They had a huge hit. This was it. Blame it on the rain. And it turned out that the two guys, and they were these two black guys with dreads that looked really cool, and they had really good videos. It came out a few years into their run that they were not singing at all, that they were just posers, and that the band was a bunch of uh, old white guys, bald white guys that uh, recorded the song and then these guys lip synced. No, I didn't know that. Really? For real? I didn't know that. I'm not joking. No, you're lying right now. I'm not lying. Really? Really? I didn't know this, that. This is real. That you are actually I surprised. Did you know, know Millie Vanilli was fake. <laughs> I did not Jorge. know that. Uh-uh. I I'm like, I'm in shock right now. I did not know that. I was like, oh, these guys are. I'm like, cool. And then you tell the story. I'm like, wait a minute. Am I watching these guys just? Fake singing? They're lip syncing. Yeah. No way. Well, it, it ended this up shocking. It came out because they were doing a performance of Girl, You Know It's True. And essentially, like, the record started skipping, or the CD. Whatever they were working with started skipping. And that's when they were exposed. The ironic thing now is now there are all these bands and music that are AI-generated. Right. And audiences totally accept it. Right. Like, they don't care at all. Well, and, and people like Britney Spears are auto-tuned to the nth degree. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of auto-tuning going on. But now. yeah, Jorge, these guys, they weren't going, they weren't doing concerts, and then they finally started doing them, and then the concerts were weird, and somebody figured it out that they were fake. Okay, see, that's what I that's what I had heard. Like, they got yeah. caught lip-syncing in a concert. That's all I knew. No. But I didn't know it was a fake Oh, yeah, like, if you Google that, you can get pictures oh. of the of the actual people that were singing, yeah. and they look nothing like, <laughs> was it Fab and Rob? Yeah, were and the Ro- two Rob uh, Pilatus, I believe, was his yeah. last name. It was very sad. He went into a downward spiral. He ended up essentially overdosing. Oh, yeah. did he? He's no, he's no longer with us. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was, I mean, it was about 25 years yeah, ago or something. Probably, Jorge, the reason I'm surprised you didn't know this is it's probably, well, 
Andy, tell me if you agree. The biggest music scandal of the last 50 years. It's up there. It's It, yeah. it was considered at the time shocking. Yeah. Like absolutely that they, shocking. That they were, and, and people would boo them when they were walking down the street because they uh, perpetuated such yeah, a again, fraud. Like and said, yeah. it really affected uh, Pilatus I mean, really yeah. badly. Yeah, so. It was uh, a really good song, though. There you go. The song's I don't know if anybody plays it anymore, but they, <laughs> I we mean, did. They do. We just played yeah, it. Yeah, so there you go. Um, all right, so wow. they're up. Uh, we yesterday we had Jordan Rodriguez and she wrote the deep dive on what went wrong with the Rams and I encourage all of you to go read it. It's at the Athletic. Um, just a really well researched. I told Jordan when she was on yesterday. Just a um, you could tell she put a lot of time and effort into it and she did a deep dive on McVeigh and one of the things she covers the Rams as well as anybody and I include us right and it showed yep. in that in that article. But one of the things that runs consistently throughout the piece is the thing that killed the Rams is a ridiculous, almost indescribable amount of injuries to the offensive line. Um, to the point where they were, McVeigh was showing up in meetings going, hey, everybody put your phones down and look at me. Does anyone know an offensive lineman who we could call and bring in here? That's how bad it was. Like the scouting department had had exhausted all options. So you're seeing a lot of players, football players, get cut and released this week as teams start shaping their salary cap for next year. Um, Taylor Lewan, the Titans left tackle, was released yesterday. Um, he's an all-pro left tackle, lot cut kind of from the mold of Andrew Whitworth. Yeah. Um, they just can't afford him. Bergman. Yeah. If I'm Les Snead, aren't I on the phone to Taylor Lewan yesterday? Yes. As soon as the news came out, you should have been on the phone with Taylor Lewan. He is probably one of, if not the best left tackle in football. And if even if he gets hurt, or I mean, you just need depth at, on your offensive line. Then, at least he used to be. Then the Titans, right after that, release Robert Woods. Now, the Rams released or traded Robert Woods to the Titans to make room for Allen Robinson. That did not work Allen out. Allen Robinson was terrible last year. I mean, I know he's still on the team and still on the roster. He's got a nice little contract, too, that you're not going to be able to mess with. But, but here's the thing. Robert Woods already knows your system. You don't have to pay Odell Beckham. He's not coming back. You had other injuries. to uh, Cooper Cup got hurt last Van year. Jefferson Van Jefferson got hurt last year. Does Robert Woods, is, is that not just a plug-and-play option that the Rams should go do today? He also, too, Robert Woods, beyond the fact that he knows the system, he actually had really productive years with the Rams. By every report I'd ever heard, including Jordan's, we were talking about her before, he was really important in that locker room. Like, he was a big presence in the locker room. He's If you've ever been around Robert Woods, he's a really positive guy. He's a really nice guy. Like, I think they may have missed him last year more than they expected. Well, and... He rarely got doubled because of Cup. And 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 can you imagine if you put Woods, Robinson, and Cup into the pattern together? You have to double Cup. One of those guys, Woods or Robertson, uh, is getting one-on-one. -on -one. And I, I just think that these – sometimes you, you see names come across the wire and you think, that makes too much sense. Yeah. Go get go get them. I, I, this is like – this is way inside baseball. But there was a weird thing here. A few years ago, it's hard to explain. There's a lot of legalese, but you and Brian had to go away yes. for a year because of some contractual issues. Yes. No, no, it was, we didn't want you to go away and you didn't want to leave, but because it was a part-time, full-time kind of headcount contracts, blah, blah, blah. You left for a year. And after that year was up, we all looked at each other around here and we went, can anyone come up with a reason why we wouldn't bring Andy and Brian back like today? And everybody went, no. And you guys came back like the next day. Yeah. This reminds me of that. Yeah. It's like they they know everybody. They're, they're plug and play. We can put them in at any part of the – Robert Woods knows all the plays. He knows the front office. He and Cup had great chemistry together. Cup's right. been uh, – Cup's been recruiting him like yeah. over Twitter. Well, it, to me, Greg, it is I, – I would like – do it this weekend. I don't even know what we're waiting for. No, I don't know why. I mean, he, he's probably has other teams that are going to be coming after him. But it also, yes, go get both of them right now. 
fix the offensive line, help with the uh, – but also, why don't you want Odell Beckham Jr.? I wouldn't be against him, so but like, – If you had to choose one or the other, would you want Odell or would you want Robert Woods? Same price? Same price, everything the Odell. same. Same Odell. price, Odell. I think so maybe you can get, that's I there. think you can get Woods cheaper. And I think the Rams are going to have money issues because, like Jordan yesterday suggested, she said, and I asked her about it after she said it, that there isn't anybody on the roster who should feel safe. And I said, so Jordan, what about the big four? What about Stafford, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey? And she said, nobody should feel safe. I think she was talking about Ramsey. Well, uh, Ramsey, there had already been a lot of rumors right. that he could end up getting traded. I'd be so Aaron Donald might just retire. Right. Same with Stafford. And Cooper Cup's too good. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Donald has already accomplished everything he possibly can in the NFL. Like, he's already going to go down as the best defensive player of his generation. Right. One of the best of all time. And Stafford is has a Hall of Fame case right now. Don't think he wants to move again. Right. And plus, if he's healthy, you want to play him anyway. Right. It, you know, I would find it pretty shocking if they ended up moving Cooper Cup. But what was interesting, though, is, and th- this broke while we were talking with Jordan yesterday, Adam Schefter reported that the Rams and Bobby Wagner were parting ways. And the phrasing of it, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, was that Bobby Wagner wanted to win now. and Suggesting that the Rams may be starting a rebuild. Exactly. Yeah. And when you start a rebuild, one thing you often look to do is shed salary. Right. And so there's Jalen, mm-hmm. you know, because he makes so much money. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that, but I think both Taylor DeWan and Robert Woods make a lot of sense for the Rams if they want to go get them. All right. Uh, what up, fool? Is coming your way. Uh, Jorge will get in here. Greg will get in here, throw a bunch of stuff at us. Game of games next hour. It's my game today. Andy Kamenitsky in for Mace. Lots going on on a rainy Friday. Don't get in your car unless you absolutely have to. We all drove here, and we all feel like we were dumb to do it. It's a mess. <laughs> ESPN LA. What's up, fool? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, thanks, Chris. So I'm going to start off here because, John, you keep talking about how you should not drive. So I have a conundrum. Okay. So I have to pick up. I'm coming from downtown, right? We're here in downtown. I have to go pick up my daughter after work in Agora. Riley Bergman, shout out. Yes. And then from Agora, I have to go to North Hollywood, all in this rainstorm. Now, I need to get her because tomorrow there's going to be a, uh, at SoFi Stadium, they are doing a... Uh, a combine thing for all the for all of the uh, season ticket holders, and me, Riley, and Jorge are all going to do it. I have to get her. Do I go and drive to her, or do I have her stay? What's the What's the right thing I should do here? Wait a minute. So where Where are you picking her up at? Like, is she at in a school? Agora. No, I have to pick her up from her mom in Agora okay. Hills, which and, is past Calabasas. Past right, right. Yeah. And her your ex won't help you out here. Won't bring her to well, North then Hollywood. She has to drive to North Hollywood. Yeah. Um, so no, and what's, because she's well, okay. my ex. And, and, right. <laughs> hence, hence the ex. Um, <laughs> what's this combine thing you're doing tomorrow? So it's all the season ticket holders get to go to SoFi Stadium and do like the run the forty, do the high jump. And Riley do, wants to do these yes, things. Yes, Riley wants to do okay. it with Is me. Is it definitely going to happen tomorrow, even with the weather? It's supposed to. I so, mean, they are domed. Not, not really. I mean, there's slats like, in that roof. Right. So I don't know. As, as of right now, it's still going. All right. This is my. This is what popped into my head, Andy. You tell me if you agree. I think. Um. If it's raining as hard right now when we get done today, you let Riley spend the night at her mom's to keep everybody safe. And then get, and her, then in the get her in the morning. That's what I would do. Yeah, the worst thing that happens is you have to drive through the same rain anyway, but you might as well give yourself a better chance. And driving in the dark is not a great idea. By the yeah. time you drive from Agora to North Hollywood, it's going to start getting dark. Yeah. Um, I know. I know the uh, that Riley might be disappointed that she's got disappointed. Yeah, but but I think that for the safety of everybody, what do you think, Jorge? Yeah, especially with rush hour, getting out of here with people that came to work. 
you know, driving through traffic. And like your that? ex, yeah. even even though you guys fight about stuff, I mean, if it's if, if <laughs> you're fighting, fine. if if you're um, if you're discussing what's the safest thing for Riley, I think that's it tomorrow She's morning. Yeah, and we actually get along just fine. But okay. yes, yeah, and she would hold on to her. I, I just, applaud I'd you. Like... I, I applaud you for being uh, for being concerned and willing to adjust. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hydroplaned three times on the way here, and I have a relatively new car. Same My here. car's maybe a year old, yeah. and it's just a mess out there. They say that this is. The worst storm in Los Angeles in 30 years. Well, the, Jorge just sent me a picture of the Hollywood sign with snow no, on it. I the Hollywood sign. Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous. Uh, Greg, you know me. I'll golf in any weather, no matter what. Right. Last two days, just bagged it. Me and all my friends, 20, we just 20, said. 2023 has been really rainy for L.A. The end of like, 2022 was rainy. Yeah, it, it's been a rainy time in L.A. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's the play. If it's still raining, just pick her up tomorrow. <laughs> all right what's next all right so uh let's do this one the pac-12 is just a mess apple tv was rumored oh, to be God. ready to make a deal with the network to carry games but there's a new leader in the clubhouse ion tv i-o-n tv i looked it up ion tv on direct tv's channel list and it's channel 305 between tv land and news nation whatever that is how do you think the Pac-12 would do on Ion TV? Is there <laughs> is there an organization <laughs> in sports that is more Keystone Cops stupid than the Pac-12? They can't get out of their own way. No, not really. Yeah, I mean, the, and, and we they finally got rid of Larry Scott, and they brought in this new guy. Ion TV, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. By the way, didn't somebody tweet later today that it was untrue, that Ion TV was not making a bid? I that, Oh, I don't know. I, that was what I saw. It, 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 Andy, the Pac-12 can't do better than Ion TV. I mean, there's 19 all-sports networks. I mean, they're losing USC and UCLA. They might not be able to do better than Ion TV. Yeah. I, like, if I'm the Pac-12... I'm just worried about who's going to be looking to watch us, period, regardless of what network, streaming service, whatever I land on. You lose USC, UCLA. There have been reports about, like, Oregon looking around, other teams looking around. They got much bigger worries than whether or not it's Iowa. Yeah, you've heard the phrase, they would screw up a ham sandwich. That's the Pac-12. They they can't get out of their own way. Just dopes. It's raining, All right, what's up, fool? So we have a friend, Miguel. Sorry, Miguel, for doing this. Miguel, but, shout but, out. But yesterday, he's like, okay, he's like, he's not a sports guy, okay. right? So he's trying to get into sports, soccer, football, whatever. So he's asked us once, he's like, what are quarterbacks, who are like players talking to when they're on their phones? You know, it's usually the offensive coordinator or, or whatever it is. Yeah. So he brought up, a, you know, a good video that I have for you here, and it's Joe Montana and what he's doing with those phones. I don't know what made me do it. But one day, I'd hung up, and I'm sitting there going, hmm, I wonder if these things call out. <laughs> so I pick up the phone, I hit, what, what do you do normally? Hit nine, right? Gives you an outside line. I hit nine. Got a dial tone. I dial my house. And the phone would ring. I'd pick it up, and it'd be Joe. i go, what are you doing? i go, hey, how you doing? What are you doing? What are you do? Who is it? is it? What are you doing? Why are you, where are you calling me from? He goes, I'm calling you. I'm calling you to say I love you. And I go, oh, I love you. How are you calling? He goes, they have an outside line. I, I check in every stadium. I go on the sideline phone. I found out that it calls. <laughs> so I thought I'd give you a call since I'm just sitting here waiting to go on the field. I don't know what maybe. So he says, you guys lied to me. He calls it. They call their wives. They call family members. So how right. do you feel about this? Uh well, there's another famous story about Joe Montana. That this comes up in the movie Draft Day, mm-hmm. where they're in the Super Bowl, and they are losing to the Cincinnati Bengals. It's like 20 to 16, or it's like 16, 13, I think. And they got to go 80 yards to score a touchdown and try and win the game. And they're waiting to come back from a commercial, and Randy Cross is the center for the Niners. And Joe Montana is looking across the field, and he goes, hey, Randy, isn't that John Candy, mm-hmm. the actor? And Cross turns around and goes, 
yeah, I think it is. He goes, how about that? John Candy just comes right down here on the field. Okay, let's go in. And Montana had this way of not getting rattled by pressure or by the moment. So that calling his wife doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> what I what I love about that is you got to remember for you know for any of our listeners who are too young to have known who Joe Montana was, didn't live through his era. Joe Montana was as big as anybody in sports. Right. You know, there before Tom Brady, I think he was considered the consensus best quarterback ever. And Joe Montana at this point is wealthy. You know he's got gadgets. He's you know, yeah. he's he's got access to a lot of stuff. <laughs> and yet he's still able to be amazed by a phone dialing out. Like there's something delightful about that. <laughs> he called his wife, you yeah. know, like geez. But but it's awesome. more just testing this phone. Like, hey, it dials out. That's pretty cool. I check out every stadium, you know. That's this funny. phone acting like a normal phone is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. up, Fruit? All right, so Josiah Johnson, who's a wonderful Twitter follow. Shout out uh, to Josiah. He's the best. He is the best. Uh, on He put this on Twitter out today, and I wonder what you guys think of it. Why did you fall in love with basketball? So why did you fall in love with basketball, Ireland? Hmm, that's a great question. I, I think I fell in love with basketball because of Magic Johnson. When he got drafted to the Lakers, I was in high school. And... He comes in and he made it cool to, it was more fun to pass than it was to score when he came along. Which went against all of your beliefs, right. as I understand. Uh, but all my friends started passing me the ball. <laughs> and uh, so my shot, my shots went way up. Um, but back then, the Showtime you're seeing with all these miniseries now, the Showtime Lakers were just so fun to watch. And occasionally you'd get to go to a game, maybe one or two a year. But for the most part, you know, they had Chick Hearn for an announcer, and they had Kareem and Magic and Worthy and Byron and Rambus, and then Michael came along and AC Green came along, and they were just, it was it was like getting a new movie every night for two hours, and that's why I fell in love with it. I just it was what I looked forward to doing four nights a week was watching the Lakers. And now I try not to forget that moment of honesty here. Michael and I often talk about this openly. We know as the radio guys that our primary job is to get you from your car to your TV. That's it. That most people in Los Angeles work for a living. Today, they're going to be stuck on the freeways. They're going to be out there. For whatever reason, they can't get home. Our job is to describe what is happening, get them interested in the game. So as soon as they walk in the front door, they either turn on Spectrum Sportsnet or last night turn on TNT and watch the rest of the game. And if you have a team worth watching, and in the 80s when I was growing up, the Lakers were the it team, that's what you fall in love with, at least to me. Well, I mean, look, I, I mean this sincerely. You and Michael do a phenomenal job on the radio. Like, if if I ran an NBA team, or if I owned an NBA team, I should say, I would never let you run it. But uh, you but, would be on my speed dial of people I would have to call the game. Good. I, I, I will take it. Thank absolutely. you. Uh, as far as the question for me, it... I grew up, I was not a basketball fan at all. Like St. When St. Louis, did you have a team or were no. they, they were long gone by the oh, time yeah, you and Brian were, I mean, were oh, coming of age, right? Oh, the Hawks left St. Louis well before I was born. Right. Um, like the spirits of St. Louis, the A. Marvin I, Barnes. Yeah. And uh, Bob Mike Costas Mike on the microphone. was on that yeah. team. I grew up not particularly into basketball at all. Like, you know, I'm. I didn't play it. You know, there's not much of a call for short dudes to be out on the sure. court. I, my high school wasn't a big basketball. I really got into it when I moved here for college, and I just started noticing. You were going the, to USC, yeah. for people who don't know. I started noticing this city's love for the Lakers, and I started just watching the Lakers. And by the way, when I started watching them, they weren't good. This was the early '90s, the Nick the, Van Exel era years. Yeah. Well, even a, Eddie Jones, yeah, like just, Anthony Peeler, them just yeah. starting. Yes, and I remember like thinking, like, "Wow, these guys really aren't good." And then one night, I was out at a club. It was like night before a game, and like three quarters of them were at this club. I'm like, "Oh, maybe this could explain a little bit." They weren't good at all, but I got so caught up in the city's love for the Lakers, I began following them. And then a couple years later, that love was paid off when they traded for Shaq and drafted or drafted Kobe. Right. And actually and, traded for him, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, all tents and purposes, they drafted him. Yeah. And I've been a diehard Laker fan ever since. But like, 
I remember when Brian moved out here, you know, it was a it was several years after I'd already been living here. He was shocked by how much NBA and Lakers I was watching. He was like, "When did you start doing this?" Yeah. And he was shocked by how well I knew the team and how much I was into the NBA. Well, you won't be surprised that I pivot to this, but Dr. Buss understood better than anybody that it's a star-driven town. <laughs> star effing driven town. And he would make everybody understand that people are coming to see stars and people are coming to see, and the Lakers are going to be the home for stars. And yeah. and Laker fans should thank God every basketball season that Jerry Buss bought that team because what he started and, and is now continuing was a love affair. And, you know, Greg, you grew up with it. Yes. Like you, what year were you born? 1983. So think about that. The Lakers had already won. They won the title in 79, okay? In and he won in, in, no, 82. And then in 83, Greg gets born, and then they go to the finals in 84, 85, 87, 88, 89, 91. Your whole childhood as a kid was, was basically Chick Hearn, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, and James Worthy. Well, this yeah. is something that I say all the time about Laker fans. Like L- Laker fans get a bad rap for being fair weather, and I think too many people nationally – judge them by the celebrities they see courtside and the reality is like this is a diehard laker town and like the fans really care a lot they're really knowledgeable but they're spoiled as hell. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, we, just, I, I grew up with all of that, but at the same time, after, afterwards, I mean, I still had Nick Van Exel and Eddie Jones and, you know, Eldon Campbell and Vladi Divac and all these guys, George Lynch, all these guys that were playing during that time, and you still fell in love with them, even though they weren't the best and weren't going to championships, you still well, loved look, those guys, and Nick Van Exel did it for me. I, this that is was, how first world Laker problems generally have been. I mean, you know, the last decade, other than the championship, has been tough, but, like, I remember when, you know, the Kobe smush Kwame years. Yeah. Like that was considered a <laughs> massive low point. They were going to the playoffs. They were like 40 win teams. Yeah. You know, a lot of that was that, that, Kobe. That, one of those teams went up 3 1 on Phoenix right. before they blew it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of that was Kobe being peak, one of the all time greatest players ever. But like even the Van Exel teams, pre Shaq and Kobe, those were fun, entertaining teams. There are a lot of franchises who would kill. To have had the Eddie Jones, Vlade, you know, Nick Van Exel, Cedric Sabalos as their peak. They would kill for that. Yeah, I try really hard because I know obviously all the other guys who do radio for the other teams. And I try really hard never to, if we're having a bad season, never to say, God, I can't believe how bad we are because like I've been to eight finals. They haven't been to any. You know, it's been a lot of them ever into like the conference finals. Right. So it's a, it's a lot different. What's up, fool? By the way, my uh, ex got back to me and she says that it is a better idea that we get her tomorrow morning. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Does that wrap it up? That'll wrap yes. it up. Uh, okay. Uh, still to come, uh, game of games this hour. I, Bergman, I think if you win. I think it's already locked up, John. Oh, is it? I hate yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> That's two in I a row, baby. Must win, John. I told you. Uh, well, I, I couldn't. We figured out I couldn't have caught him anyway because oh, I'm no. I'm on this road trip Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. How many does Andy have? Andy has one, so you'd have to win. But he's not here next week. All right, I'm making only the, one day next. I'm week. making this worth six. <laughs> uh, all right, coming. That, that's coming up next hour. Mason and Ireland, ESPN. Hello. Yeah,